Hey everybody, I just finished chatting with American pop artist, Hope Connection Church creative director, and NBC The Voice Season 22 alumni, Kate Kalvak. We discussed Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, life growing up in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, passion for music, singing, songwriting, experience on The Voice, identity as an artist, most out-of-body experience that reshaped her view on music, upcoming projects, and more. So without further ado, here's my discussion with Kate. Kate, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Did I pronounce your last name correctly? You were probably the closest than as most people are. <laughs> um, really? But yeah, it's Calvac. Oh. Yeah, but you were much better than a lot of people. Like, nobody knows how to pronounce it, so. Yeah, that's that's really cool. Uh, because I was talking to this guy who uh, does, um, uh, he's a Elvis tribute artist. And uh, oh, he cool. changed, He his original name was Stephen Michael Cabacos. And I says, is that your correct uh, pronunciation of your last name? And he says that nobody else has gotten it um, correctly. And so he had to change his name. So he decided to make it from Stephen Michael Kabakos to just Steve Michaels. Right. So I was like, that's interesting. And obviously the Maryland's, I was listening to their interview and then they had their last names, um, which is Staniszewski. Um, oh, I didn't even know that about them. Right. Staniszewski. And it, it's really cool because it's a Polish type of name um so yeah um so let's uh i want to start with uh talking about your your birthplace oklahoma city oklahoma um what do you what do you enjoy most about that place well i do have to say i actually wasn't born here um i moved here like in the middle of my senior year of high school um, but i've been here about 10 years now and i think my favorite thing about it is it get you can get like big city vibes or you can get small town vibes like there's the country there's lots of land you know but then if you want to go downtown and go to a really cool restaurant um or cool coffee shops and everything there's always something to do so i love that you can get a little bit of both you know mhm mm um but then you were raised in pittsburgh pennsylvania is that correct yeah um so can you talk more about pittsburgh uh, as a whole and just what the lifestyle is there um, I feel like Pittsburgh is kind of slow for big, st big city standards. Like um, it doesn't give like New York city vibes or anything like that, but it also has just beautiful history and buildings. And um, I don't know. I loved growing up there. It's a big sports town, um, but I'm not really into sports. <laughs> so I always would, uh, we would wear the Steelers jerseys and go to Pittsburgh Pirates games. And my parents loved going to the, to the Penguins hockey games and stuff. So, yeah, that's, that's really cool. And as a hockey fan myself, not a big fan of the Penguins. Um, <laughs> cause I, I, I live here in Toronto, Canada. So, uh, we're oh, really? fans. We're okay. fans here. Um, okay. yeah, tough, tough team. Yeah. It's, uh... <laughs> And they let you down a lot of years. Um, so I want to talk also about your childhood. Uh, what did you, what was your most favorite memory of your childhood? Oh, that's a big question to just drop on me. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Let me think. There's a lot of things that come to mind. Definitely big childhood memories are with my siblings. Like, um, I have two younger siblings, a sister and a brother, and we always love to sing together and write songs together. And even today, we still do that. And we're all adults. So I, I'm definitely taken back to like all the times we would sing karaoke and write silly songs and do kind of 
just fun sibling stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then was it you moved to Oklahoma in what twenty thirteen? Um, why was why was the move to Oklahoma important for you? Um, so it was we moved right in the middle of my senior year of high school, like I said, and so it meant that I missed my graduation with all my friends. Um, you know, I missed prom, I missed all the senior stuff, you know, <clears throat> and so it was really difficult. But when we moved here, I actually, um, the church we started going to was a lot bigger than the church that I grew up in, in Pittsburgh. And so I had a lot of experience with the creative side of things, which now I'm the creative director, but I learned a ton about production and like running lights and programming computers and stuff. Um, and then also I had an opportunity to sing on the worship team, which was way more professional than I had ever experienced before. Like I got a lot of experience learning how to use in-ears and even started songwriting with cool people and stuff. So um, while <clears throat> while the move was really hard at first, it ended up being this huge opportunity of growth for me, honestly. Mm -hmm. uh, you're talking about two things there, your passion for music, singing and songwriting, and then Obviously, your writing component of that uh, musical um, caliber that you have, um, but also you just talked about faith. Um, yeah. Why? Why is that, why is that important to you? Um, I've always believed that there's something bigger than me. It gives me purpose to know that my life isn't all about me, and it's not all about my purpose on this earth. But I live for something way bigger that I can have faith in and believe in, and. Uh, Really, since I was little, I've always believed in God and trusted him. So, mm -hmm. um, And so you're obviously, we, we just touched on uh, your passion for music, but can you explain more in depth of when you first realized that that was what you want to do for your whole career? <clears throat> um, I started writing songs when I was probably like five or six. Um, started learning how to play the piano. And even when I didn't know how to play piano, I was just like, tapping on the keys and making notes and melodies. Um, so I guess it's just always been in me. I've always loved to sing and write songs. Um, but I don't know, I didn't really think about it as a career path or something that I could even make money from until I met my husband, who is an artist from the Czech Republic. And when I met him, he was like in the middle of his big parts of his career. He was on the radio, he was touring. And so I saw what he did and he built himself up from the ground, you know? And so I was like, oh, we can actually do this. And now we partner together and he's been super encouraging for me, just like making my dreams become a reality. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you just talked about your husband and, and being on, obviously him being on the radio and those things. And obviously with you being on The Voice uh, now, and obviously now that you're, you were eliminated, unfortunately, but um, what has your husband taught you more about the uh, importance of radio airplay and, and those effects on music? Um, he's always been just really passionate about marketing yourself and making it available for people to hear your music. And so the radio is one component of that and then touring and doing festivals and stuff. And so when I decided to do The Voice, he was like, man, this would be a great opportunity to get your name out there. Um, and yeah, like the end goal isn't necessarily to get signed by a label, which would be great. But um, 
I've seen from him that you can do it by yourself. You can do it independently. And so, yeah, that's kind of what we're working on right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as we're talking about music, uh, give me your favorite musical inspirations. I have a lot and they change very often, <laughs> but I would say from the start, I've always loved Coldplay. That's like my top band. I love Chris Martin's voice so much. Um, so yeah, and their music just makes me feel something, you know, so I've always loved them. And then I love like Ed Sheeran. I love <clears throat> Camila Cabello. I love country music, Morgan Wallen. Um, my husband and I listen to a lot of Bad Bunny and Jay Balvin as well. So we have like a huge, well-rounded music inspiration. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and that's always good to have, you know, a, a whole catalog of different types of flavors of music. And um, yeah. I think for me, like majority of it is country. Um, I, I, I love Blake Shelton's music a lot. Yeah, um, he's great. you know, he's, he's just the king of country, uh, even though it disrespected George Strait, but I think that, you know, there's, there's a lot of good country artists, but I want to talk more about the voice now. Obviously you, you were on team Blake and then you went to Camilla's team. Um, what did you learn more from those two? With Blake, I felt like he was extremely encouraging. Um, and what I needed from him at the time was definitely a confidence boost. And he gave me that. The thing I loved about Blake was he could tell what you needed and he was very good at critiquing you when you need that. But for me, I think mostly he just really built my confidence that I was meant to be there and meant to do this. Um, and then Camila was really creative, which I loved about her. Um, when I came into rehearsals, it was like, what's your vision? Let's make this cool. Let's like the song. You're still the one. When I did that one, she was like, I know you want to be a pop artist. So how can we make this pop? And she came in with a million ideas um, that were just so creative. And I loved getting to work with her on that side of things. Mm-hmm. And I want to, I want to take a step back and and reflect back on your first uh, audition your blind audition um and then when you look at yourself now um as far as you went in the competition to that first blind audition what 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 do you see in yourself i see just so much growth that first blind audition is kind of hard for me to watch because i can feel how nervous i am how anxious i am i know i could have sung that song better um, and then when I reflect on my final performance, I'm like, wow, I just grew. I was confident. I was, I'm proud of myself watching it back now. Mm-hmm. And was there any other, um, I know that Blake obviously was the first, um, guy to take you on his team, but, um, was there in your, in your head when you're standing there on the stage and obviously you probably had some nerve wracking feelings, uh, of course, yeah. what any of artists would do. Um, was there anything in your mind that says that who was your first, uh, pick in terms of team? I went in with Blake as my first pick for sure. And then Camila was a very close second. Um, but what I couldn't have, uh, prepared for was Gwen turning as well. Cause honestly, she hadn't been on my radar. And then some of the things she said, which weren't all aired, you know, because they have, time restrictions but she was so kind and so encouraging and I stood there thinking man I came in with a plan and I have no idea what I'm about to do (laughs) 
So in the end, I'm really glad I picked Blake, but it would have been great to have an opportunity to work with Gwen as well, because I heard great things from her team too. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was listening to one of your podcast interviews and I was, I was taking some notes about um, you talking about the voice and, and your blind audition, um, your nerve wracking feelings. Um, and then you mentioned something interesting. You said that they asked you about um, what do you feel about the voice and your life change? Um, and you said what changed the most was your mindset. Um, yeah. Why do you feel your mindset sort of changed in, in that very moment? Um, I think, you know, I've always wanted to be an artist. I've released music prior to the show, but there's a part of you that's always wondering if you're good enough to make it or if you really should even be doing this. And making it on The Voice and even progressing as far as I did and hearing feedback from these icons in the industry, you can't help but feel like, okay, I'm meant for this. Okay, I can do this, you know? And so leaving the show, I just felt this like, I guess boost is the only word I can think of. I just felt like I came back with a whole new perspective and a whole new determination of I am going to make music because I'm meant to do it. And no matter what it takes, I'm just, I'm going to hit the ground running, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And obviously, you know, being on that competition show, you learn a lot about yourself. You learn a lot about your music and your artistry. Um, so what would you say was your moment where you said that I actually tapped into my full potential here and and now this is where I see myself going in five, ten years? I think a big moment for me was the knockout episode where I sang anyone by Justin Bieber. There was something so freeing in that performance. And I felt like a hundred percent myself. And then I felt that again, whenever I did my final performance, when I look at you. Um, Yeah. What was the actual question again? (laughs) Uh, The the question that I was, I was asking you was the, um, when did you feel that you tapped into your full potential? Okay. Yeah. So I definitely think in those moments I tapped into it and it, it made me realize like, this is what I want to do every time I perform, you know? Mm -hmm. And do you ever feel it's difficult to do that in certain moments? For sure. Definitely. When the nerves hit you, when the anxiety hits you, because it always does, um, that always happens where you're questioning yourself and it's hard to get your, get yourself out of your own head, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and what's very interesting about um, um, your whole experience on The Voice was, and this was very strange, I was, when I was watching it live um, when it came on, and it seemed like at one point at one of your performances, I don't know if it's the last performance that you did, uh, but it was, you had the in-ear piece, yeah. and it seemed like it malfunctioned, it malfunctioned on you. Um, and so what was that? Uh, experience like and and how did you tell yourself that just forget about what's happening just perform like it never happened I do think a lot of my experience singing in church helped with this because I've been using in-ears for like 10 years at this point that helped a hundred percent because I didn't feel completely discombobulated because I had experience where in-ears don't work it's not going to work every single time 
But, you know, this was a, a massive change from singing at church. The whole world is watching. It's live. You can't re-record it or anything. So it was scary. Um, but yeah, I, for me, what I did is I prayed in my head. I just asked God to help me. I can see the moment in my eyes when I watched that performance where I was like, okay, I've got to take my eyes off of this and that. And I just put my eyes on God because he's where my help comes from. And yeah, I think that's the only way I got through it. Mm -hmm. Um, and I know this might be a difficult, uh, question to answer, but I'm going to ask you it. Um, if you were to choose any contestant remaining on The Voice to win the competition, who would that be and why? I hate it when people ask me this. Because <laughs> from my heart, I love every single person that's remaining, like fully. I'm feeling with them, you know. But I would say I... I love Bodie so much and I would love to see him win. I know that he's put a ton into his music and he's sacrificing a lot to be there. His family is waiting on him and rooting for him. He has three kids and a wife and stuff. And so I would just love to see him win. I think he deserves it. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I actually look forward to speaking with the winner because I will be getting an interview with uh, uh, the winner once uh, they declare one, um, awesome. which is, which is going to be really cool. Um, I, I, I really love, um, I really love Bryce. Um, yeah, he's uh, a that, great guy. There's just something about Bryce that reminds me of the early days of George Strait. Um, mm. you know, he just knows how to command a stage. And do you ever feel in moments when you perform that, let me just walk around the stage and actually command the crowd rather than just sticking to one position, um, and just standing there with the mic and, and being frozen but then I always I always tell contestants, move around, you know, do something different or, you know, make yourself a case. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it feels intimidating at times to walk around and really take control. I think it takes confidence, of course, to be able to do that. Um, and I can see in certain performances I did that. And in certain performances, I was more nervous or focused on something else to do that. So, yeah, but it makes a difference for sure. Mm -hmm. And then obviously um, going into, uh, I was reading an article about um, you saying that, you know, a lot of people say that, you know, like a lot of Oklahomans are talking and saying that like, you know, a lot of us are country music people. But for you, you said that you're not really a country artist, you're a pop artist. Um, and so how important was it to just to clarify your artist identity? The truth is that I love country music, so I never wanted to say I'm never going to make a country song. But the hard thing is when you're put in that box of country music, it's hard to get out of it, I would say. And I definitely want to primarily do pop music. Um, so and with pop artists, for whatever reason, they seem to have the option to flow between genres at times. You can throw in a little rap, you can throw in some R&B, you can throw in some country. And so I want to have that freedom because I love all kinds of music and I don't want to bring myself just down into one box. So at first, when I joined Team Blake, it was like, all right, she's country. And everybody was calling me. I think The Voice posted something like cowgirl power or something. So I definitely going into the live shows, I was talking to Camila about, I want to do You're Still the One by Shania Twain because I love it and I love country music. But if there's a way to make it pop, that's the lane I want to go. 
Mm-hmm. And what would you say now the most challenging season uh, you've experienced as a singer-songwriter? Um, the most challenging season was probably leading up to The Voice because I was questioning myself a lot. I knew that it was an option, but I didn't know how far I would go. I was nervous. I was scared. And even like I didn't have much motivation to be writing songs or pursuing my music in any way. So, yeah, it was hard. And then the voice really brought me out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, And what are some things that you wish you were told at the start of your career? That's a good question. I think I wish I was told um, at the end of the day, you're not making a product just to market it, but you're making stuff you're, you're creating because God created you to create. And so just create what's from your heart, create what um, makes you happy. And hopefully it'll make other people happy too. Cause I think so many times we can get into the mindset of, well, what's going to sell best. What's going to be the next pop you know, top billboard 100 song. But if you just create from the heart, um, usually that will touch people's hearts. Authenticity will touch people's hearts. Mm -hmm. Um, And you've been very clear about being authentic and being yourself um, in moments that are challenging. Um, And so what would you say are the most difficult sacrifices you made to have a career in music? It's really hard to tell people no. Um, I would say just time because to do this right, you have to sacrifice time. You can't just say yes to every obligation, yes to every friend, yes to every single moment. Um, It has to be a priority. And that's the hardest thing. It's a juggle every single day of my life where I'm trying to decide, is this worth my yes? Is this worth my no? And just, you know, figuring that out. Mm-hmm. And what would you say your philosophy in music would be? Um, my philo- like a tagline or like a, like, like, a I, brand? I, like I would I would probably like portray it as um, what would you say your belief in music would be? I guess music as a whole, I believe that it connects us. Um, I may not have experienced every single moment in your life, but we've both experienced heartbreak. We've both experienced grief. We've both experienced joy. And so music is a way to kind of bridge the gap between people who might never meet. Um, but we're able to relate. Mm-hmm. And what would you say the most out, out of body experience that reshaped your view on music? Oh, wow. These are tough questions, but I like them. <laughs> um, I don't know an out of body experience that shaped my view on music. I think listening to artists that I really love or artists that just touch my soul in a deep way. I love lyrics that are so different and inspiring and they mean more. Um, Like I love digging deeper into lyrics and what they meant and what the story is behind them. Mm -hmm. I guess. And and, and who would those artists be that you, you were just describing? Coldplay. Um, I love Lennon, Stella, um, even some greats. Like I love Mariah Carey and Shania Twain, um, Martina McBride. I don't know. There's a lot on that list. Yeah, of course. And um, 
I, I, I don't know. I think that like there are difficult questions that I will ask people. Um, but at the same time, I watch a lot of TikToks and there's this um, TikTok uh, page that uh, is called Achieve You. Um, and so they just go up to random people, random strangers, and they ask them to play a card game. And the card game is deep questions and they have three levels. You know, there's a deep one and then there's one that's um, just talking about like relationships and those things. Um, and then there's one that just talks about like all sorts of different stuff. Um, and I think that's where I kind of got like the niche to ask deep questions because I don't think you get them often. I would Yeah. hope, you know, I, I, I think it's just good to be different and ask people, you know, tough questions, even though it may seem like, you know, you've never got them before. Uh, Mm -hmm. but what would you say is the most difficult question you've gotten? Definitely from your podcast. No, you got you got to be kidding me. Is there actually any other podcast that you have done um, that has asked you asked you the most difficult question you've ever had? I don't think so, honestly. It's usually like, what was happening when your in-ears didn't work? Oh, what were you thinking during the blind audition? What, what thoughts were going through your head during this, that, and the other? So, like, it's pretty straightforward. So, I enjoyed the deep questions from your podcast. Yeah, thank you. I, I appreciate Yeah. that. And um, let me ask another deep question. When do you feel most at home when creating music? Definitely with my husband. Yeah, we have our home studio and... There's just certain moments where it just feels right. And we've created something together that we're proud of. And yeah, it's just, that's the best feeling. Uh, collaborations uh, you've done um, or any dream future collaborations? Um, so I definitely love collaborating with my sister at the moment. We've written a couple songs together and she's amazing. She's going to sing on my next, a couple of my new songs, Um, and then I am working on collaborating with a few fellow voice contestants. So I'm very excited about that. I have a song that I can't wait for you to hear. Um, but then dream collabs would be Chris Martin from Coldplay, Charlie Puth, Justin Bieber, um, Ed Sheeran. Oh my gosh, I would love that. And then, I don't know, I'm trying to think of some female artists. Definitely Camila Cabello. I would love to sing with her. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's uh that's really interesting. Um, and you're just talking about upcoming music. Um, and if you were to give a one word description of what your new music uh would sound like, what would that be? Would sound like, um, I'm one word. Let me think. I guess fun. I'm hoping it's fun. happy, <laughs> joyful. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that correlates perfectly with obviously you had a Christmas song uh, Yeah. called Christmas Lights. Um, do you ever feel enjoyment of just creating holiday songs in specific uh, rather than like the usual pop, you know, like upbeat songs? Yeah, I actually love Christmas. Um, and so I would love to release like a full on Christmas album someday. Um, what would you say your favorite holiday movie would be? Definitely White Christmas. Uh, why would you say uh, White Christmas would be your favorite? I love the music. It's a classic. The story is really sweet. Um, I love the setting in Vermont and stuff. It's just really sweet. I love it. 
Um, yeah, I mean, I've I've seen a lot of holiday movies. Uh, probably one of my favorites. My favorite would probably be Christmas with the Cranks. Um, that one is good. It's <laughs> underrated. You know, I I actually have um I I, I downloaded the actual torrent uh, the whole the whole film, um and so I think it was I don't know I like I like to rewatch different things, um for me I think Home Alone was also a good one, mm -hmm. uh, Lost in New York City I think that one was the one, uh I don't know and then I also like to go back to childhood um you know I used I I like to throw it back to Drake and Josh. Mm. Um, you know, I like, I like to go back to Victorious and iCarly days. Oh yeah. I've been rewatching all of that too. I have you actually? Yeah. I, while I was in LA, I rewatched all of those shows cause they were on Netflix. What would you say your favorite episodes from those shows would be? Uh, I just recently watched Zoe 101 again and I'm trying to think, I don't know what episode I've seen all of them too many times. Um, I don't know. That's a hard question <laughs> again. I mean, it, it's it's totally okay. And uh, I would probably uh, say that one of my favorites would probably be from Victorious. It would probably be the, um, I think it's the Secret Santa episode. Um, and where, where Andre is given a D for his holiday song and Tori comes in and says, man, that's not like Andre to get a D in his Christmas song. So um, it was Tori, it was uh, Jade, and it was Cat, and they performed. Um, they reworked his song and performed it in front of the whole school, and then got an A from his teacher. Um, yeah, which is yeah, which is really cool. Um, yeah, and so that brings me to my next point of saying, what would your holiday plans be now? I'm really not sure at the moment. Like for this year, for yeah. this year, for, for this year, or what do you traditionally do? I guess. Um, traditionally we all get together. Like I have a bunch of little cousins and my siblings and we always just get together and hang out. We play games like mafia. Um, and we sometimes write songs and do like a performance for the family. So that's super fun. I don't know for sure if we're doing it this year, but yeah. Um, what would your, and my last question would be, what is your number one advice for aspiring artists or anybody who wants to go and audition for the voice? I would say know who you are, definitely know your identity um, as a person, because it's going to be mentally very hard on you, but do it. Don't let the fear stop you from doing it. You'll learn so much. You'll grow so much. Um, just take, take a leap, see what happens. Yeah. And so it's time we say goodbye, but thank you for taking the time to talk with me today. Thank you for having me. This was awesome. I mean, thank you for taking the time. It, it's it's been such an honor to chat with you, and I know um, you know the future is so bright for you. And uh, to the listeners who made it this far into the episode, thanks so much for sticking around. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with American pop artist Hope Connection Church creative director and NBC The Voice season twenty two alumni Kate Kalvak. You can find her on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and on YouTube. If you'd like to help spread the word about my podcast, please do, please do feel free to share with others, post about it on social media. Any form of support is greatly appreciated. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and on YouTube. Lastly, you can find my show on all podcast streaming platforms. I've been your host, Jigmi Keltseng. Thanks for tuning into this episode.